Greetings fans, this is Shy Lounge. I am your host Shinblade. Sit on down, turn up the earbuds because I got a fun interview on this episode. Again, I've been having uh, crazy times over this holiday season. A lot of traveling, a lot of uh, going back and forth up and down the East Coast. Uh, Last weekend, I went to New York and had some fun times at Evolve Wrestling, followed by some Tier 1 Wrestling the next day. Uh, courtesy by my man Dennis Long and I was with one of my best friends Evan Ginsberg, associate producer of the 2008 Oscar nominated film The Wrestler plus if you didn't know I had a uh, also had a fun time should I say VIP time at the live show in Manhattan at the Irving Plaza uh, for the uh, I Am Rappaport podcast with Michael Rappaport and Gerald G. Monetti Moody. Also, there's an interview that I posted on my Facebook page. So if you go to facebook.com at Official Shinblade, you can catch my page. You can catch the full interview with Michael Rappaport, Gerald Moody, should I say G. Monetti, and myself. Of course, we sat down at... Uh, had an interview. I didn't have a lot of time before the show and had a couple of run-ins. Uh, I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to let the information out. So um, you go ahead and watch the interview. You'd be amazed who runs in. Legendary actor. That's what I will say. But I had a fun time with that show. I made a friend in uh, Gene Monetti. Should I say Gerald Moody, a.k.a. Rhymes with Duty. So big shout-outs to the Ion Rappaport podcast based out of Manhattan, Brownsville, Brooklyn, New York, or should I just say all over NYC? So, lots of love from them. I've been a f- listener since day one. This is something more of an adult content. So, uh, should I say MA17 or NC17? Because the show is not really for kids. A lot of curse words, a lot of innuendo. So, uh, don't don't blame Shinblade for the. Uh, the younger audience getting into the Iron Rappaport. That's just uh, a fair warning from it. But anyway, I've been a fan of Michael Rappaport since uh, day one. You remember him from the movie High Learning. He was Remy. Very important character in that movie. You remember him as the raccoon in the Dr. Doolittle movies. Uh, think about one and two. And personally, to my heart, I remember him as the father of the short-lived sitcom The Ward Home on Fox TV. Very funny show, um, you know, with me, with Fox comedies. Not a lot of people watch it except for one or two shows. But I think it could have went on three seasons before they uh, pulled a plug on that one. But that's just me. Anyway, this episode, I, ha- I interviewed one of my uh, good friends in the business, a manager, most notably at Russell Pro, by the name of Shiny Edward Jackson. I've known this man for about almost two years uh, back in the pro wrestling syndicate days, PWS based out of New Jersey. Now they moved over and made itself a new entity in Russell Pro. But not only that Shiny Edward Jackson is a manager, he's also a fellow podcaster himself of the Shining Wizards. So you can catch that podcast and the details on my Facebook page or on this uh, podcast episode. Or anywhere that you just Google Shining Wizards. Anyway, we get into a, we get into a lot of uh, fun nostalgia talk. 
I do go into the whole how did you get started because my belief personally that not a lot of people know Shiny Edward Jackson outside of the East Coast or if they do that's a great thing but I wanted to expand his uh, name and his persona all over the world because he's a great manager he knows how to do comedy he understands psychology more than a lot of other managers and plus with him he has no ego um, I I would think that he would, though, when I when I first met him. But he's just one of the humblest guys I know in the business. If he would take a bump, he would uh, go ahead and do so just to get the fans. And, you know, he'll take the bump. I mean, in October in Brooklyn, New York or New Jersey, one of those dates, he took a shell shock from former WWE star Ryback, which I do ask him during the interview. And he... uh He'll let you know in full detail about that. Also sitting in is Shining uh Shining Wizards Kevin, who uh we were together after the Russell Pro show and we were into the uh late hours of the night uh having a conversation. I but again with Shy Lounge, I had a fun time and he says he has a fun time. So he's gonna be on future episodes. I wouldn't say future shy lounge episodes maybe have to create a series on the side of shy lounge just like i'm doing right now since it's the holiday season i have a new series which is going to be short-lived called hidden gems these interviews that i have part of the hidden gems uh package are interviews with people that i have had in the business that um are personal interviews of mine uh some of these interviews people a lot of people may not know them or they they would know him, but not in the effects of some of the Hall of Famers and ex-wrestlers and uh, cult-following wrestlers that I have interviewed. No shame on them, but they give incredible stories. They give uh, incredible insight to what they do. So I wanted to share that. So be on the lookout for those. Tis the season to be giving, and Shinblade is going to be giving some insightful interviews, something that you can learn, something that you can take home. And who knows? You'll be a new fan of this person, which is a gift to them. So the gift keeps on giving. Anyway, before I get into the interview, my musical guest is a repeat guest, should I say, a producer that in my uh, knowledge, or should I say to my uh, promotion endorsement, should be out there in the music world because he creates some of the greatest beats I've ever heard. But this one is a uh, is more of a meditative beat. Um, you know, makes you think, makes you, makes you, uh, contemplate and it's not bad during the holidays to meditate and contemplate because there's so much madness going on. So you have to sit down, ease out and let, let whatever mood take you positive mood, maybe, uh, positive mood, I say, excuse me. So anyway, this is from Chris Prism of the group illiteracy. He's a producer. He produces many hits. I have put on the show all year. Now I have to call him to see if you can make a beat for me for intro to the show. If he hears this, he, he'll know it. But this beat is called Lottie Dottie. Or should I say, excuse me, that's uh, Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh from back in the 80s. La Dee Da. That's what the song is called. So anyway, you can catch Illiteracy on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube under Illiteracy. Make sure you put the dash behind the two L's, Illiteracy. Also, catch Chris Prism on Facebook and Twitter as well. Tell him that Shinblade sent you. Tell him to send you beats. Check out his SoundCloud because he has relentless beats for art other artists and some from himself. 
One of my favorites is called Jet Plane, which uh, I listen to every time I travel because it gets me in a moment, that or the journey. So with that being said, here is Chris Pritham with La Di Da.
going to say. Well, you know you're being recorded, right? Now I do. <laughs> now I do. I'm, I'm here with uh, Shining Eddie from the Shining Wizards or, you know, a.k.a. Shining Edward Jackson of That's Russell right. Pro. Yes, sir. He's wearing the actual hoodie, which I got to get one. But Comfy cozy. I'm so stuck on my Under Armour hoodie. Yeah. 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 Too comfortable, right? You don't want to give it up. Well, then again, it's going to be EJ5 hoodie. Then I ha- then really. You need an EJ5 hoodie. Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to take my Under Armour and just take the symbol and put it up there. <laughs> just put the hand, the hand signal. Like those bootleg Simpson shirts I used to come out with. You're going to make a bootleg. Uh, oh, yeah. The Black Bart back yeah, in the day. The Black <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They had a Jamaican God. Bart. Yes, they did. Yeah, they had a Jamaican Bart. They Man. did. Wow. So, uh, this, this show, Russell Pro, I've, yeah. I've been a fan of it for so long. Like, since its, since its inception in March. But I really say January... Because there was a little uh, falling out between the owners and Pat took it over, and it was the first. It was a GFW show, the Great right. Force. Right. So um, you guys are excellent. I love the characters, and it was make me come here from Baltimore because indie shows. You know, uh, certain ones I work for. I don't work for Russell Pro to uh, put that on the record, but it's just your characters. You know, uh, Chris Avery Keeling. I can't stand him. I can't right. stand Bobby Wayward. Uh, Anthony Bowens, you know, I can stand him. Uh, I'm a big fan of Danny Moff um, or Dan Moff, you know, legend right now. And then I'm also a fan of uh, your character, uh, Shiny Edward Jackson in the hand salute. Thank you, man. Um, But I'm going to get into that for a bit. But but tell me, what was your love about the business? My love about the business, man, I grew up watching this business. Mm -hmm. Started out when my dad woke me up. I was probably like five years old. Woke Mm -hmm. me up in the middle of the night and said, come watch this match. It was King Kong Bundy. Smashing Hulk Hogan on Saturday Night's main event. Get that was like 86. the corner. Yeah. And that's, I was hooked. That was it. My first WrestleMania, WrestleMania 2 on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I was hooked ever since then, man. Have you met Bundy? I have met Bundy. Oh, my God. His hands are still hard as sheetrock. They are. He, they he, are. I met him in um, an ice cream shop in Wildwood, New Jersey. He was getting ice cream with his, uh, with his wife or his <laughs> girlfriend. And uh, me and my sister's boyfriend posed for a picture. And my, my sister's boyfriend kind of smacked him in the tummy and said, Oh, looking good, Bundy. Bundy gave him the look of death. Oh, so, wow. Oh my God. It's the best picture I have with the wrestler, though. Okay. Yeah. I, I have bags of ice cream in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> what, Gorilla Monsoon said he used to be big as a condominium? Yes. His back or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I was a big boy. So, um, it just got you into the business, and then, you know, who were the guys that you liked? Oh, wow. Hulk Hogan, of course. Growing up, Hulk Hogan. That really? Was the man. That was the man growing up. You I could would... not like... You could not not like Hulk Hogan when you were growing up. That was like my superhero, man. Well, I, I first saw him, um, Hulk Hogan, and you're, you're right. He was number one. But I saw Savage and Warrior, and I was like, these guys are colorful. Hulk Hogan came out in yellow tights yeah, and, and red, and then Savage had all these exquisite gear. Mm-hmm. This is pre-Macho uh, King. Right. I liked him better. And then um, when he started wearing the funky pants, and the, the, I, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> it was up until his retirement, I liked him. Then after that, it was it was that. The, the one suit, the one piece kind of thing he would wear after retirement. Yeah. Piece. Yeah. And the cowboy hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't into that, you know, even though um, Miss Elizabeth, uh, you know, I hated the way he treated her back in the day. Also, I hated Ted DiBiase. Too. Cause, cause he was such a good heel. I hate to sound racist, but he had a black guy as a manservant. Yeah, he sure did. And <laughs> I was like, "Come on now, like you serving, were... you serving this white man here." And I was so afraid that back in 1991, where they had the falling out, that he was going to say N word, pick up the bag, oh my pick up God. the money, or something. And Imagine. I was like, "Imagine the heat." Oh, that would have been. I don't know if that would 
have been good heat or bad heat. That would have just been heat. Yes. It's like, whoa. Sergeant Slaughter heat. Sergeant Slaughter burning the American flag type heat, right? Oh, there. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I love Tito Picasso, though. He was, he was one of the best. So, so my all-time favorite heel is Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper as a heel. Because my definition of a heel is that you piss people off. Like, I don't care who you are. You piss people off. You got like a jerk. You don't play to the crowd. And a lot of wrestlers don't do that. So. Right. They but, want that cool heat. They want to be the cool bad guy that everyone likes. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that either. I, I really don't. I want to be the asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piper was the asshole when he was a heel. It was great. Oh, yeah, you can say asshole in the show, too. You can say whatever you want. Okay, cool. You make it sure. <laughs> I gave you that look after I said it like, ooh. No, 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 no. <laughs> let me tell you something. I don't really curse on the show. I let my uh, guests do anything they want. I just let people know. You should have heard my Jake Roberts interview. I did. He was cursing all over. Every other word is F this, <laughs> F this, this. <laughs> but um, you grew up. You grew up around here in New Jersey. It yeah. was a lot of business that was coming through. Mm-hmm. So what what got it? What got you from uh, Eddie the boy, the little kid, to mm-hmm. shining at uh, shining Eddie? It's an interesting journey. Definitely an interesting. Like journey. doing the Shining Wizards podcast. Doing the Shining Wizards. There was a little bit of wrestling before that too. Mm-hmm. Back in. Um, well, everyone did the backyard stuff, but um, back in I'd say maybe ninety eight, mm-hmm. ninety maybe ninety seven, ninety eight. I got interested in maybe trying to learn how to train. Mm-hmm. Went to Gino Caruso school for a couple couple weeks, I'd really? say. Really? Tried the Jersey All Pro School mm-hmm. a few times. Uh, Shiny Wizards Kevin, who's sitting over there. Oh yeah. Him and I, we went to a Jersey All Pro Tough Enough. Danny Moff chopped him in the chest like thirteen years ago. How was that, by the way? You can you can speak. What the the, the Jersey All Pro Tough Enough? Yeah. Oh, it was it was amazing. That was like. Talking about like living like your dream at like I was eighteen. I was only eighteen. Just graduated high school. I was going to actually you brought up Baltimore. I was going to college at Towson University. Good good school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was on my way there, but then I got this this uh, tough enough opportunity or the the Jersey All Pro thing. Danny Moff beat the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> yeah, he like, did. How was your chest? Oh, like, oh. like literally a handprint. And I've I've told the story a million times on on our show, but I'm glad to share it with you guys. Uh, like literally a hand right here, and then when like I would move my arm, the fingers were up on my shoulder, and the <laughs> palm of the hand was right on my chest. So it was, uh, it was, it was literally crazy. And you want to talk about a journey now coming back here at Russell Pro all these years later, and, and being associated with Danny Moff is is absolutely fantastic. So yeah, I got to talk to Wayward uh, about his back and his chest. Oh, Wayward got it good. <laughs> yeah, he got it good. I I, th- I think some bacon got slapped off his back uh, during the show tonight. I think he lost a nipple. I think I saw one of his I, nipples. I, I, <laughs> third row. I don't want to check for that one. <laughs> no, you don't have to check for that one. But yeah, that's that was the the beginning. And then um, a friend of mine was promoting an organization called SSCW at okay. the time, and he booked me and a friend of mine in a tag team title match mm-hmm. against two other guys that were training. We had no business in the ring at that time. <laughs> at all. You crapped the bed on the match. Oh, we crapped the bed. Hardcore. Like it's hard diarrhea crap. Hard diarrhea crap. Like, <laughs> I never ran the ropes before, and I'm shot off the ropes. I'm like, I don't know how to hit these ropes at all. Yeah. It was it was terrible. But when we were done with the match, we were like, that was the best thing ever. We did so good. We thought we did so good. But looking back at it now, I'm like, I did not belong in the ring. Oh, my I, God. I did not belong in the ring. And then just kind of fell out of the whole dream mm-hmm. after that. And then... Our buddy Tony, Shining Wizards Tony, okay. about five years ago now, this mm-hmm. month, said, let's do a podcast. Really? So you guys were like podcasts before podcast. It was like you, Colt. It was like a handful of people at the time that was doing it. Yeah. I mean, Colt does his on the road. Um, I'm trying to get Colt, but it's going to take 
pulling teeth for him. Just three rooms down. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't do interviews. And I always, because he influenced me to do my show. That's and then awesome. when I talked to him, he's like, oh, really? Oh, man, cool, dude. And the next thing I just walked away. I think Colt influenced Tony to want to start doing this, too, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So um, is is uh, Ed, Tony, Kevin, is and, Matt. A, and Matt. Yeah. I think I met Matt. Yeah, lifelong friends, too. Oh, We've known man. each other like 20 plus years. Okay. So yeah. so yours is a show that you do in the basement. Um, of Tony's house. A finished basement. <laughs> totally a basement. Kevin's laughing. It's a, he ducked it out and turned it into a studio, but it is definitely the basement of his house. See, it's not it's not a marked basement. It's not like how some people are. Just put up some microphones and oh, it's a no. cold basement with roaches and rats. No. He finished the basement and turned it to a studio. Exactly. And a lot of rappers, uh, when they do it at home, do it so they don't have to do that, all that studio time and right, that's pay fine. that it's money. Costly. Yeah. It's costly. I mean, come on, man. We can go out for pizzas after this. I know, right? You gotta pay no money. Yeah, exactly. But, um... So tell tell us the format of your show and, and what you guys do because I know for me I used to get you guys confused with Midnight Jury and that's mm-hmm. my man Murder Mike in uh, Philly yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike and Adam and um, Sydney yeah Cal. Sydney yeah yeah so tell tell me about the format of your show format of our show wow do we even have one Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> oh you're, you're just four friends no no are no, gonna, no are no, you no. gonna stop me from biting my tongue and saying things I shouldn't say here no, yeah, no we we. We're four, like, this is what I always say. We're four guys, four wrestling fans who just love to talk about wrestling. And basically, our tagline is we're wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Because we don't want to do anything else. But at the same time, we manage to work in our own, like, personal anecdotes and stories. And it's just relatable and it's fun and it's great. And it's just, it's just, it's real wrestling talk. And we don't pull punches. Uh, we try to be as real as possible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then at the same time, we all know it's it's well, it's a business. It's it's fun. It's an escape. Yeah. So that's what we try to make it. I think. I don't know. No, you nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. And we talk, you know, modern day stuff. Sometimes we'll cover old stuff. Sometimes we'll just complain. A lot of it lately was just complaints. Okay. About you know how we're just we're watching Monday Night Raw. And we're just like, oh yeah. my god, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? I mean, whew, it gets it gets tough to watch current stuff sometimes. You know, it, it does for me. And yeah, the boys anyway. I, I do myself, and it's like if I'm, I have this rule about movies and wrestling. If I'm on Facebook, concentrated on talking to you or whoever about mm-hmm. it, about anything in life, then it, it, the show is not that great. Right. I mean, I did, um, I didn't attend a Russell Pro show that was in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. um, and I talked to you for like two seconds because yeah. I asked you about uh, Chris a- Avery Keeling's music because it was so scary. So good. It's, it's, it's so, so good. scary. So and then next you know, I just stopped talking and saw the whole show and it was actually good. And I do that with movies. If it's a crappy movie, I'm on uh, online just looking everywhere like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know? I, so, I hear you, man. So, Raw to me is like background noise now. You know? I'm a Smackdown guy. Smackdown's and, and, a better show. And they're really pulling like new talent to be on that show because I'm not trying to be a complaint fest, but let's say for the women, for instance. Yeah. Raw is based out of two, three women. Mm-hmm. SmackDown has about four, five, six, but two, you know, because they got the belt. Yeah. And other than that, James Ellsworth, who uh, is, um, he's not a friend of mine, but he, we're more acquaintances. Yeah. Because he comes out of Baltimore. Um, people are popping big for him. He's terrific. Like, um, I saw him one night and I was just like, oh, okay. Um, James is on TV. I'm not going to say his real name. James is on TV, so I'm going to see him. Then we're going to see his shows coming back to Baltimore. Next you know, he blew up. 
Yeah. And he's like this greatest thing ever in wrestling. It's nuts right now, isn't it? The, the best underdog. He, he's, to me, he's up there with Dario Cueto. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lucha yeah. Underground. Yeah, definitely. But to the Prada, what do you, what do you want to see in wrestling? What, what drives Eddie to love wrestling? What, I'm, I'm saying this wrong, but what brings I mean, you to the table and catches your attention? Nothing recently. What catches my attention now is all the stuff I'm doing at WrestlePro. What sometimes... Well, I was just talking about content. like Yeah, uh, content-wise, continuity, man. Mm-hmm. I need stuff to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I need storylines that have depth. You know, I want to be talked to by the wrestlers on the TV and the announcers on the TV as if I'm an intelligent human being. Mm-hmm. I don't want my intelligence insulted. Yeah. And that's what I feel like I'm getting a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no continuity. They, they jump from one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the storylines are so poorly written. You know, but I'm looking for that that one thing that's just going to bring me in, like a little bit of realism. Okay. You know, when I saw when I saw Brock and Goldberg in the mm-hmm. ring do their thing, mm-hmm. I was hooked. When Goldberg first came back and did cut that promo, mm-hmm. it was real. You need you need it to be more heartfelt, not mm-hmm. so scripted. You need to be invested emotionally into it, and that's very hard for me to get to do right now. Mm-hmm. But I still watch because I'm hoping that something will do it. Because my love for wrestling and watching it will always be there. I'll, I'll always watch it. I'll never not watch it. Yeah, but it's just I get disappointed sometimes. But that's what hooks me in is a little bit of realism, storylines that make sense, mm-hmm. and characters with depth. James Ellsworth, a lot of depth in that character. What they're doing with him right now is fantastic. The ultimate underdog babyface, genuine in his promos, mm-hmm. doesn't look like the typical WWE wrestler. You know, at all. he doesn't look like a typical person. Actually, I, honestly, I just want to know Vince McMahon's mindset when he first saw him, and then you know now moving forward. I know he's been on Jericho's show. I gotta listen to it again. Yeah, but it's just that he's this puny little kid, like wrestler. I'm like, dude, you're not gonna go anywhere. I mean, Colin Delaney could have had his role years ago uh-huh. before he beefed up. Yeah, and they didn't see that, and he he's uh, touring indie somewhere. Right, but. I'm a technical wrestler guy. Like I love holes. I love moves. Uh, Evolve Wrestling is a mm-hmm. wrestling show that I go to. That's kind of like between indie and uh, majors. Yeah. So it that's w- right there. So yeah, but I but I count WrestleBro too because it's full of characters. That's and and one of my favorite characters is CPA. Yeah. When somebody ran that promo with the little screen and uh, like his old VHS tapes, I absolutely popped for that. I made that. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> I can be truthful on this podcast. Yeah, it's things. not ours. I know. Yeah. I can put things over. Yeah, I, I made that. I shot that and edited that. You know what else I like? The Jackson Show. Oh, you the, like the, I, the I Jackson that show. too. <laughs> I did not watch that when it first came out because it was on the old channel. Mm-hmm. And the first episode, you know, it was great. The can't laughter. Yeah. And then the new one promoting this show with Ryback and the Broken Hardies. Yes. I love the move where you slap Buster being in the trance. And he just falls <laughs> out flat. I slapped him so hard. The first time, that was the second take. The first take, he pussied out. He moved backwards. Oh. Totally I was like, come on, man. Oh, man. So you got to take the slap for the team. But, yeah. How did, you know, honestly, um, you know, out of the show, I'm going to segue over to uh, wrestling. Yeah. But how did Buster Jackson become, like, I mean, how, how did it work with him? Be- Becoming a Jackson? Yes. We're all close outside of this. Okay. And it's a family feel. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we're... I would say, like, we're a legit family outside of wrestling. Definitely okay. spend a lot of time together, you know, and we just all connect. I got that from Moth. Yeah. Uh, and um, also, not to break kayfabe or anything, but I saw that with uh, Buck's uh, bachelor party or mm-hmm. one of his parties before he got married. Yeah. 
And um, I was just like, man, these guys are all together. And, and some people in wrestling, they look at you and they will see you with um, like another face. And they're like, oh, my God, they're breaking kayfabe. They're, break, yeah. they're killing the business. Killing they're killing the business. business. Like, <laughs> these guys are all close. I mean, friends make great enemies in, in, on TV. Absolutely. Shawn Michaels or Triple H, they beat Perfect. the crap out of each and other. Everyone knew they were close. Really, mm-hmm. You know, but on TV, it translates because you trust the other person. Mm-hmm. When you're close like family... You trust them, you know? And Buster was just a natural fit because we were all very close to him while he was training. Mm -hmm. He's done great. He Mm -hmm. looks great in the ring. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's really put himself together. He plays the role perfectly. He's like the fallout guy. Like, he takes all the blows. Takes all the blows. Gets his ass kicked. That's uh, because Mark doesn't want to bump. (laughs) (laughs) He's always with his shirt off, too. Yeah, yeah, he's got a flex. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I told you that when he, he has the apron on and he's always with his shirt off. I'm like, God, get him a shirt. Never. <laughs> so um, I love the Heavenly Bodies. Um, they're awesome here and they're awesome. Uh, when I see them at Chair One, they're screaming at the kids. It's not the best. <laughs> and then uh, Chris Payne with his blank looks. Yes. It's just, just so awesome. He just sends a shiver down your spine. Yeah. He just looks at you like. It's the, he gives you douche chills. Yeah, yeah. He gives you douche chills. He, he's going to be on the show soon. Um, awesome. There's a matter that um, we have talked about online mm-hmm. about Black Lives Matter, and he was like, Blue Lives Matter. Oh, that'll be a good and, um Well, it, it should have been done months ago, like mm-hmm. before this whole quote-unquote election thing. And right. We, we could have got a lot of mileage off of that. I still think you can. Yeah, because... Because um, now you can talk about the results of the election and your take, his take. Well, you know, I'm not I'm not avant garde about that, and people probably unfollow this show if we ever say something political like that. Right? Yeah. Um, we got a billionaire president for people who don't know, and there'll be no walls put up, probably reinforced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the um, where did you come? How did you bring this shining Edward Jackson character up? Oh wow, this was not my idea at all. <laughs> Whose idea was it? It was actually um, Pat Buck and Eric Pluska's idea in PWS. Oh, yeah, it's Miss uh, Tap Out. Yeah, it was, was their idea. I was just doing, I do all the Titan Trons, like the videos, entrance videos. Mm-hmm. I brought that to PWS with me. Kevin and I run that backstage. Okay. Because when I met Kevin Matthews, I said, hey, I'm a video editor. Mm-hmm. You guys would do great with entrance videos. Let's give it a shot. A lot of trial and error, a lot of different equipment, but I think we've got it down. I was doing that for a couple of years, and then um, Heavenly Bodies were looking for a manager. Mm-hmm. Follow body to the manager. Mm-hmm. There's a couple guys' names around that um, names thrown around that it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but it just didn't work out with them. Either they were leaving the school, mm-hmm. or it just wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. So one night I got a, a message from Eric saying he pitched something to me, and he's like, "How do you like that for the finish of the match?" Mm-hmm. And he was just saying like a ref screw job or whatever. And I said, "Oh, that sounds cool." And he goes, "How would you like to do that?" And I said, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and I kind of stared, and I was like. I got nervous. I got real nervous because I said, this could really change everything about my life if I say yes or no right now. Mm-hmm. So I told him I had to sleep on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, I texted him. I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. And then Johnny Edward Jackson, the name Edward Jackson, well, my name's Edward, so it works. But the mm-hmm. name Edward Jackson is actually like a, um, it's kind of a rib on yeah. someone that's actually named Edward Jackson that I don't know, but that they know. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's a real Edward Jackson out there that this is like a rib on. Not the character, but just like the name. Mm-hmm. Being Shining Edward Jackson. Shining, of course, I added because the Shining Wizards. So the match that you screwed somebody out of. Screwed a reality check out of a tag team match with the bodies. Okay. Okay. Uh, that reality check is Craven Viral and Kevin Matthews, for yeah. those who don't know. Yeah. 
Um, and then you just transformed into this manager. At first, were you like a uh, just a heel manager? Yeah, I just bodies and follow and me. Okay, because you were uh, so it was just an Edward Jackson collective. It was like the family. Okay, yeah, Jackson family. And uh, it turned into five when you adopted uh, Devin Moore. Okay, we got Devin Moore, and I think that's when it yeah, that's when it turned to five. Yeah, okay, when he turned on Craven. Oh man, I love Devin Moore. Devin Moore's great. Where is he now? He's working a lot of CZW shots. Okay. We still speak from time to time. I'd love to see him here eventually. I think that would be awesome. Okay. I think it could be a nice built-in feud. <laughs> he came back and helped Kevin and, you know, I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. It would be awesome. Um, also, you have the theme song. Part of the theme song is I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. I'm not going to put you on. Ever. Really? Yeah. yeah. I liked it as a kid. Yeah. But I think when everybody played it, it just... Died off. They killed it because it plays at weddings, like every wedding you go to. Yeah. <laughs> it's always on. And also, um, it is, uh, no, 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 it's not I Want You Back. It's ABC, ABC with uh, yeah. Shane Strickland mm. with uh, Kill Shot. Right. So, right. Uh, and he did a show with us here once, mm-hmm. and we had to not use the ABC for him. Okay. Because we had to use it for us because we thought people would get confused. <laughs> so we gave him, I think, um, where is he working right now? Killshot is doing our uh, Lucha, Lucha Underground. Yeah, we used his Lucha theme. Oh, then, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. His Lucha theme, but as Shane Strickland, so it's an interesting okay. dynamic there. But yeah, it was just Jackson family ripped off the Jacks the um, the Jackson Five for the intro, and then Mark or Dustin, desirable Dustin, found this great, mm-hmm. great band that does all this '80s synth pop. So wow. That's we took the first song and used that, and then I found the most recent one, and it's it's very Horseman like, very '80s like. Yeah. I love that. I miss good theme songs like that. They're starting to bring them back now, but I'm songs a, like that, man. I'm a fan of uh, theme songs matching to a character. Um, maybe we can get a little technical about this yeah. because there are certain songs that just don't match wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Backlash. No, no, no. Uh, it was a Raw uh, pay-per-view in September. It was Clash of Champions, some crazy name like that. And TJ Perkins uh, had this Mega Man 8-bit theme. Yes. And it's like, and I just popped big for it so because good. it was like so great. And I said, this is a theme that that, that just describes somebody. Like another one of my favorite themes is the Bullet Club mm-hmm. because it's like the bad boys are in town. Yeah. And um, AJ Styles, ROH theme. I can't stand this WWE theme. I know. They, no. don't, they don't want none. It's just like... He's a champion. They gotta want some. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's a, he's the uh, champ that runs the camp. Yeah. So, so you want some? Yeah. You gotta want some. Yeah. Yeah. But now I see videos of you. If I don't go to certain shows, I see videos of Edward Jackson doing comedic things. It's like little small comedic things done to shine at Edward Jackson. I remember the Heavenly Bodies and Buster were throwing the robes to you, and it was just like. It one went on your head and you're just like <laughs> holding your arm out still. Yeah. And the, mo- the one of the funniest one I seen was you and Chris Payne. I don't know if somebody edited this, but you and Chris Payne hugging each other. He's spinning you around and they use the theme from Titanic. Oh my God. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was at a BBWF show. Yes. And one of the wrestlers, his entrance was like very long. Really talented wrestler. Mm-hmm. Name slips the slips my mind. But his song sounded like the Titanic song. Mm-hmm. So Chris just picked me up, and right away I knew what he was doing. So mm-hmm. I did like the King of the World thing. <laughs> around, I just it. See, that's what I'm talking about with the family dynamic, man. Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's how we are in real life. That's how it is, joking around, and we just bring it to the ring, too. Now, I got to bring a little more comedy, even though this is really not funny as far as uh, the person receiving this. But you took a shell shock. From yeah, Ryback. Yeah, I bounced kind of high and after that. You did. The hat bounced and went out the ring. And yep. 
I had to message you after that when I saw that video. I was like, Ryback, big guy. I'd be urinating while you're on his head. I mean, because from the pants and whatnot, because just him picking me up. Oh, man, it's so scary. Because, I mean, what other bumps have you taken that, uh, um, you taken other bumps from featured uh, stars? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how many ego drivers I've taken. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've taken a handful of those. Mm -hmm. You know, Mr. Sacco got me. How was that? Mr. Sacco got me twice. I, I seen one of them. It was good. It was always a brand new clean sock. Really? Out of yeah. his pants? Yeah, well, out of his pants. But he would he would rib me and tell me that it came off of someone's foot in the back. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm thinking like you had Mick Foley's balls in your mouth or something. No, no, no. From the side from, you know, the way he pulls well, it out. Well, it was in his pants, so God knows how clean it was when it came out. <laughs> it, was, it was clean going in. It was not anyone's feet, I don't think. It wasn't clean coming out? Uh, it might have been. <laughs> I, was, I was marking out too much with the, with the sock in my mouth, getting the sock out of that. I didn't even think about it. Okay. Yeah, but he, he hit me a few times. Uh, Ricky Morton knocked me out. You know, I think Mario Bacaro, um, D, what did he do? He really messed up my arm. Remember that? Oh, man. What did he do to my arm besides, he dislocated my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then he pulled muscles that, it, it was such a muscle tear that, like, my arm became, like, black. And I had to go to the hospital for x-rays, and they just said it'll heal on its own. But when it's rainy and cold, like, tonight's so hurts. Okay. So there's, there's been, like, a few instances. Definitely Craven Varro kicked me in the face. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's all business. I mean, I know Definitely. a lot of a lot of wrestlers that are like, "Oh man, you kicked me too hard, or you hurt my arm." And it, it, the harder it, the better. It, I mean, enough not to go to the hospital right. just to feel it the next day. Exactly. Because I tell people all the time, wrestling hurts. People say, "Oh, they're fake. They're gonna have beers after the show." I'm no, like, if Dude. that's true, it still hurts. You know? Yes. You know, it definitely still like the shell shock was. It wasn't pleasant, you know. Like mm-hmm. I think the anticipation of the the bump coming was mm-hmm. scarier than the bump itself. But like, you just. You just take it. Mm-hmm. You just got to take it, man. And yeah, it's not the most comfortable stuff, but you roll with it. It's what you want to do. It's your passion. You love it. You open yourself up to it. Mm-hmm. It's what you do. All these guys, they kill each other every night, you know, every show. All right. I'm going to give you a hardcore question. Yeah. Your manager at the EJ5. Yeah. Um, Pain, Heavenly Bodies, and Buster. Yeah. If there was one member that you had to oust, mm-hmm. who would it be? Chris why? Payne. Chris Payne. Really? Yeah, Chris Payne. That's so quick. Chris Payne, only because Buster is my nephew. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing Buster, in the corner. Buster's my nephew. Onky uh, uh, Eddie. Onky Eddie. Yeah. Buster's my nephew. Can't oust him. Okay. Uh, the bodies started with the bodies. Okay. They're the mainstay. Like, I don't think I would be Edward Jackson if I didn't have the bodies with me. Okay. If I ever split from the bodies, I, have to be, I don't think it would work. I always have to have the bodies with me. Okay. Chris Payne, I think he's got a lot of heel mileage mm-hmm. out of this. And I honestly think that if I were to ever turn on him, he would be more over as a baby face than he was before. Okay. And I think that he can play both roles perfectly. Okay. So if I was to kick one out, event, you know, they'd have to be the face. Okay. Because I booted them. Can't see the bias as faces. Can't well, see Buster as a face anymore. Well, I mean, he's so annoying. Well, you did that with... Uh, uh, Falaba. Yes. And Falaba is just like so over, especially his panda roll. Yeah, which, so good. Oh my God. Panda Express, he calls it. Yeah, uh, yeah the Panda Express, excuse yeah. me. So um, like, I enjoy your work. Um, I haven't, I'll be very honest, I haven't listened to Shiny Wizards yet. I got to tune in because my life How is so busy. You. 
I, <laughs> look, look, this is not a show where I say, man, I listen to your show and it's great. Why would I lie to people? Exactly. I don't like I don't like lying and entertainment sometimes is based on lies. You have to lie to people to get to another level. It's, I don't true. like it's that. I've seen it, I've dealt with it. It's I'm sorry, let me turn my ringer off because it's very vicious. How dare you? See? See? <laughs> I don't even know who the hell this is. <laughs> I do like the uh, WWE logo of the uh, WWF logo of the Shining Wizards. It looks good, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, man. That's an excellent old school looking logo. I, I admit, one of my things right now is I love production. That I do this. I like doing this for networking and getting with people. Your video production is one of the greatest I've ever seen. Wow. And I always wanted to do stuff like that because it elevates wrestlers and indie promotions. Because most of the time it's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm going to be here on this date. I'm going to wrestle this person. I'm going to do this. And it's just like... Okay, everybody else does that. Can everybody we get some? Can we get some promo work? Like, if I lived here in Jersey, Bobby Wayward is one of the guys I really want to work with. I want to yeah. do videos like up the ass uh, with him. Yeah, he's so good. Well, pause. I said videos up the ass. That's gay term. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. <laughs> if Bobby's listening, I don't want to do that. I, I, it's just so many things going on. Like uh, CPA, him in the office, and. Uh, I would love to do a video interview with Shining Edward Jackson, you know, just trying to interview the Heavenly Bodies, trying to interview Buster Jackson, trying to interview Chris Payne. It's just so much to do. There's a lot. And a lot of people don't see that. They're saying, like, okay, just get on social media and that's it. Yeah. And a I, lot of I these don't car like that. promos, I'm, I'm sick of seeing people cut promos in the car. I see Did the Facebook guys, Live? Yeah, Facebook Live promos, the guys, they're like standing in like. Their bedroom. You see the bed in a closet in the background and like mm-hmm. clothes hanging. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. I mean, how hard is it to buy a black sheet? Drop a black sheet behind you. Mm-hmm. Get a get a, like a floor lamp. Mm-hmm. Take the lamp shade off. Put it on the ground so you got that light coming up. Mm-hmm. It's simple fixes that anyone can do that doesn't have video equipment. You know, as Virgil, he does it. See, <laughs> in his house all the time. Virgil and knows. I can't stand Virgil. <laughs> I actually met the guy at the uh, PW show that I, uh, I was at first in August 2015, and he charged me $15,000 for an interview. Yeah, I remember that. And, I, and that. that was when I was with Under the Mat Radio. And then that Tuesday, uh, we invited him on the show, and he charged us. And the guy gave me his number, and it was disconnected. So it turned into a slam fest. And, and to I, me, I, heard this, I listened to that episode. And to me personally, I don't slam people, but when it comes to universal wrongs like that, I will slam the hell out of people. Yeah, and you got to put that, people on blast sometimes, man. I don't like it. I'm a Zen guy, but that that's uh, that's how I, that's that's how it goes. Because there's a lot of people, a lot of promoters that stiff people of money. Mm-hmm. I hear about it a lot of times, and wrestling is such a challenging business when you're in it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't play around. No, because because I wanted to interview with you months ago, and you know time you know escaped us and yeah, whatever. it gets crazy. You know, you have your hands in so many cookie jars, so to speak, that it's hard to find time after the show. Dude, I'm a part time commentator. Yeah, so that's why you know I came to you about Russell Pro, and I say, yeah, I got to get through Pat, Pat, because Pat is the Vince McMahon of the business. He oversees everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe one day I can show my character on there and just. Uh, uh, go with Dave or go with you, and that'd be it. But let me tell you something. I got to do a part two. I don't want to keep you on late at night. Yeah, I, I got you to. I got to trek to New York and uh, find me some uh, nice Asian women. <laughs> yeah, we got so much more to talk about too. Yeah, I mean, you, you do Nintendo. Started. You do Nintendo. The small the the, the uh, Nintendo got re released. Yeah, um, so you much to talk about. you do. Uh, uh, um, oh yeah! By the way. 
For people who know Eddie and myself, I always call Eddie a dick on Facebook <laughs> because he would do like yeah, some of the do. craziest things. Don't so don't take it personal when I say like, "Hey, you dick." Yeah, that would never do. You know. So yeah. To the people out there now, there's no heat. No, no, no. Especially, like, especially I like the Hummer. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Kathy Hummer. Shout out to Kathy Hummer. Oh, she's the best though. All yeah. Aside, she's she's great. Yeah, she's, she's a awesome. great super fan and uh, You're summer. You're great too, man. Thank you very much. You're patient because we've tried to do this before and it just gets too late and mm-hmm. so much running around after the show. And I say, you know what? I'm going to make sure that tonight I get done and I sit down with this man and we do something. Look, I got to alleviate my schedule because I want I want you on the off. Well, pause. I want to have you. On a off week where I can just come up to Jersey and we could just uh, shoot it, maybe be at the house or yeah. have the bodies or Chris Payne come over and I can just uh, have interviews with everybody. I was about to say do everybody. I was like, no. Nah. Interviews with everybody. Oh, yeah. good. You can ask Chris Payne how he feels about me telling him that he'd be the first one kicked out. No, no, no. I, I let him listen to the tape first. Okay. <laughs> instead of that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just put people like that. But thank you very much. Um, also, send out your promotions. Yeah, okay. ShiningWizards.com, mm-hmm. uh, Shining Wizards Network. Mm-hmm. Of course, Russell Pro, Russell Pro Online. Oh, yeah. You can also go on YouTube, Jesse Wolf One. That's my little hidden YouTube page. A lot of crazy videos on there. Jesse Wolf One? Jesse Wolf One. J E S S E Wolf One. Okay. A lot of gems. Okay. A lot of gems. I'm going to look course, that one up. The Russell Pro uh, YouTube pages as well. So easy to find. Okay. A lot of my work is on there, a lot of my stuff. Like I said, again, Shiny Wizards and Facebook, just Shiny Ever Jackson. All right. Well, yeah. well, thank you very much. Thank and you, part man. two is in the future. Absolutely. I hope so. And I'm, and we're out. Wow. Just another great interview by Shiny Edward Jackson, or should I say with Shining Wizards Eddie, as uh, I should put it. Um, lots of nostalgia in that interview and then lots of learning techniques from a guy who does production in uh, Russell Pro as well as other companies that we did not go ahead and discuss. But this guy knows it. He uh very charismatic, as you can hear in the interview. Lots of jokes. Um, is nothing more than I can say that's already been said. But like I said, many thanks to him. Many thanks to Shining Wizards Kevin. Uh, we made a joke over the weekend at Tier One Wrestling because uh, Eddie and Tony, Shining Wizards Eddie and Tony, uh, did commentary for the last show Resurgence featuring David Richards, which uh, unfortunately he wasn't able to make it because of uh, physical with his knee. So uh, we also joked that uh, Kevin is intern Kevin. And I just had all around fun with this interview. Um, I love going to Russell Pro. I, I advise anybody who's in the New Jersey area, the New York area, to uh, come down to Rahway, New Jersey, or wherever Russell Pro is uh, holding their shows and just, just be entertained. You know, the audience is very animated, as I said many times. Um, and it's not always about the, uh, the big names that's going to appear. Most of the time when it comes to these indie wrestling shows, it's about the talent that puts out the work. And if the audience is animated and it, it gets the talent over, then it's a lot more of a fun time that you can have rest, watching good wrestling. Instead of being on your Facebooks, your Instagrams, your Twitter, your texts, or your phone calls, or whatever have you. Because that what is that's what great wrestling is all about. You know, just to watch there and be there in the moment. Another Zen lesson for the uh, Shy Lounge fans or the Shy Lounge new listeners. I can't uh, I can't stress it, but 
you know what I'm talking about whenever you watch your uh, TV shows or watch your movies and, you know, just gauge yourself on how much you use your smartphone when you're into the product. And you'll find out that you're more into that product when you uh, let go and how not into the product when you use it more. Anyway, great interview. Um, so much things coming down the line. I got a couple of Russell Cade interviews that's going to be coming out soon. Also, be uh, be aware of the hidden gems that I'm going to put out. I'm not going to tell you what they are. They're like Easter eggs. So pay attention to my YouTube on Shinblade, S-H-I-N-B-L-A-D-E, and also on my SoundCloud. And I'll go ahead and put it out. These are personal gems of mine, as I said earlier. Uh, so there, there would be some profound stories, uh, that, that you will hear and some quips anyway, um, promotion time this weekend, I'll be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on the 17th, which is a, on the 16th, which is a Friday, excuse me. And on the 17th, which I'll be in Baltimore, Maryland for the Tommy dreamer, uh, company house of hardcore. Now the 16th. And Philadelphia is Tony Nese's last independent show before he goes full-time for WWE. And the 17th is advertised of James Ellsworth's last show before WWE. Now, I will put out a disclaimer. I've been hearing down the line that James Ellsworth will not be attending that show. Hopefully, he will, you know, not to disappoint his people in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, hope, hope they don't deny it. He doesn't deny his people of making it one last appearance before going full time for WWE. Um, a lot of people are fans of his, so I don't want to see his stock drop when it happens, um, or I don't want to see his stock drop, period. But anyway, uh, check out my Tommy Dreamer interview that I did a couple weeks back, a couple episodes back uh, on Shy Lounge. Also, my good friend Monique Dupree, the original Gata, will be there, as well as Monet Dupree, which both of them are the double Duprees. Also, there would be John Morrison. Uh, I'm not going to say this specific location. John Morrison, uh, Moose. Let's see. Uh, Brian Cage from Lucha Underground. And also a good friend of mine that you will catch on my YouTube. Uh, should I call him California Cool? John Johnny Mundo. More so Johnny John Morrison on the independent scene and from WWE. Anyway, um, another great episode is down the line. If you like what you hear, please share it. Share it with many friends that you like. I know Eddie's going to share it with his uh, fellow wizards uh, to kind of cool a little Harry Potter magic right there. If you don't like it, then share it with somebody else. Maybe they'll like it. Maybe they'll tell you wrong. Maybe they'll give you an interview down the line that you will eventually like. Um, you know, personal favorite of mine doing Shawna Edward Jackson. So for those who like uh, Shawna Wizards Eddie, just stay tuned. There's going to be a lot more coming now. We might make a series together. Anyway, thanks for the interview. Catch me uh, wherever you can on Facebook, Official Shin Blade, Twitter, Sensational One, and on Instagram, Sensational One, YouTube under Shin Blade, SoundCloud under Shin Blade. And if you can't catch all that, just catch me on Facebook under Official Shin Blade. Shoot me a message, say hi, post on the page. If you got wrestling questions, let me know. I'll give you the uh, shy knowledge, as I will so called put it. And that's basically it so best to catch me on facebook I, I always manage my page there's no fillers i do almost everything myself if it's shin blade i'm working on it if it's not shin blade then they're imposters and let me know 
With that being said, this is Shy Lounge with Shining Edward Jackson. I am the sensational one, Shinblade, and I'm out. <laughs>